A little advice. A little advice. Come on, come on, come on, yeah. Just a little advice. Just a little advice with Christine Little. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Little Advice Podcast. It's a podcast where I, comedian Christine Little, gives a little unqualified advice to one of my guests. It's a little unqualified because I only have a little degree. I just have a BA in psychology, but I also consume a lot of self-help books. So this is my way of seeing if I can help someone else by using that knowledge I've accumulated. This is episode number 25 with a very funny comedian and writer, Zara Mizrahi. She works on Family Guy, American Dad, and she's a writer, writer of many, many things. In this episode, we talk overcoming bullying, being an outsider, and the best way to handle joke theft. Also, because I love learning from the creative people that come on the show, we go into her process for coming up with ideas. And podcast-related, if you want to talk more about the episode, feel free to email me or message me on Facebook or, or Instagram at, at TheXTeenLittle. And please feel free to join the Little Advice podcast group. And I want to say a shout out to Sammy for your nice review of the podcast. I always appreciate that. And if you guys like the podcast, please remember to share, sub, rate it. It, it really helps out so much. Without further ado, here's episode number 25 with comedian Zara Mizrahi. Hello there. I am here with Zara Mizrahi. What's up? Zara, are you related to Isaac Mizrahi from Target? I want to say yeah. Maybe I should just start saying yes to people because every time I say no, they get really disappointed. I think you are related to him. Oh, okay. Then Yes. I think I just uh, did her DNA. Yeah, we 23 just 23 and meet it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool name. Thanks. It's a very famous name. It sounds like you should be famous because there's Zara from the store and then Mizrahi because of your dad or whoever that is. Or, yeah, my yeah, no, yeah, definitely my dad. Um, <laughs> it's a very fashion-heavy name. Okay, so um, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. What's your problem? <laughs> In general, yeah, well, let's just dive right not in. A problem. Um, I I know you asked me, and I, it's hard because like right now I feel like um, life is pretty good, but I've overcome a lot of stuff. You you do a lot of self help stuff. Like we've talked about this before. Like you've gotten you you grow as a human being. I try to. Yeah. Um, I think it's like the only thing we owe ourselves, and the and the people we hang out with. You know, yeah. Like I want to be like the best friend, comic partner you know daughter as possible so a lot of people don't think that way they don't see it that way i mean not i think maliciously but just you know it's the the least we could do for ourselves and for other people who are around us yeah i think that's true um but it, it came to a point where i was i was really depressed i was really anxious i went through like a, a couple periods of my life where it was just like unbearable and well, i had how, to what happened? uh well like growing up i was bullied a ton and like from from the moment I started school to the moment I left, um, which was when I was sixteen, mm-hmm. and um, it 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 was just really hard. I didn't fit in anywhere. Even now, I still kind of feel like I stick out a little. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I kind of I've gotten used to it, so I'm not like uncomfortable. But it, I always feel like I'm a little like outsidery. 
I think I've always That's felt so that way. so funny. <laughs> it just, you're does like, not seem like that at all. Well, because you're so, like, gorgeous and, oh like, I wouldn't – and, like, skinny. And I, I just wouldn't think that you would feel like an outsider. But you, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah, I always feel like I stick out like a sore thumb. Why were people bullying you? Not that anyone deserves it. I'm, I'm not like, what'd you do to yeah, deserve no, it? Maybe I did, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, who am I to say I didn't? You know? <laughs> um, I mean, there were a few things. Like, I I grew up in L.A. We didn't have a lot of money. And somehow mm. we finagled our way into private school. Love it. So I was, like, the poor kid mm. in private school. And all these rich kids were, like, really, really mean. And, uh, and then, like, you know, divorced parents. And everyone was very conventional. And so I would be made fun of for that. Be made fun of for That's the car so I drove. And it's dumb. It's really dumb, but it's, it's what it was. And then I was a music nerd and, um, I liked, you know, theater and arts and all that stuff. And it was a very, my high school was really college preppy. So mm. I just, you know, it wasn't very like artistically focused. It was more no. like academic. Yeah. And so I, after a while, I was just like, this is stupid. And when I was 16, I took the test and left high school and then never went to college what's the test the california proficiency exam people call it the ged but it's actually uh, it's not the exactly the ged but yeah same thing kind and of. you just left school early yeah it was that bad yeah yeah it was it was the bullying but then it was also just i knew that i wanted to do something artistic so it was like what's the point of sticking around and you know wasting time and money and all that stuff it, it just it felt weird and especially because i could go to college now if I wanted to go to a community college or whatever. Yeah. There's always the option. So it's like, why waste years? You know, I was able to start stand up when I was 19. Wow. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When did you start? Uh, I started about 10 years ago. Okay, cool. So I was around 15. <laughs> Dude, you're so good. <laughs> Every time I see you. Okay. Like I know, I know people, you're so funny. Every time I see you, it's, like, really, really gr- Can you be more uncomfortable with yeah. <laughs> I just stared at her like she was an alien. You, no, you were like, you're not talking about me. Yeah. You're not talking about me. It's awkward. I don't know, but, like, it's... I know it is kind of awkward, but I just, want, I just wanted to let you know, because, I don't know, people don't give compliments enough, and I really mean Aww. it. No, for real. Like, you're so funny, and you have such a funny f- physical... Like, who, whoever... Wherever you are in your set, you always, like, have a funny physical contribution. I need it. a video that to see that because I don't even I know. I used to anything. take boomerang. Why didn't I take a boomerang of you? Remember I, that was, like, the thing that we were yeah, doing yeah. for a while? Yeah. I got one of you. I got a good – I tried to get a good one of people. Shit. We'll talk more about that, too, because I'd love to talk to you about your stand-up process later because right. you – you're so you always have new material every time I see you, and not just like one new tag or something. You've got like a whole new bit or two. Oh, I'm glad it's so like so thought about, thought <laughs> out, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, thanks. No, I've harassed so you about that before. Um. Okay. So with the bullying thing, so your solution with that, um, was just to like leave school early. Well, that was like part of the solution. Um. You know, I, I love that quote. Um, I forgot, I always forget who said it, but it's like, before you diagnose yourself with depression or low self-esteem, make sure you're not surrounding yourself with assholes first. Yeah. So that's the first step, right? It's like, just remove yourself from the situation. But then, you know, I still had the effects of it. And then I was like 30, 40 pounds heavier at one point. Was that the effect of it? Uh, that was a big part of it. And I was just really, you know, I left school where I felt like an outsider and then I 
went into acting school full time where I was an outsider because I was a 16 year old kid and, uh, you know, so it was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like kind of trying to figure out where I was and I was sort of putting on a face of like, this is who I am. Everybody, please believe me. You know, like I'm like, not an imposter. Like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am an artist. I, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but I feel like when you first start acting, like it's, I didn't tell anyone I was going to an acting school. Like I kept it very private because it's like this thing that you're afraid people are going to be like, who do you think you are? Totally. You know? Oh my God. And then you know so many people who are kind of cliches and mm-hmm. messes. And you're like, I don't want to be perceived as that. Yeah. Like, I know so many people who are like, I'm an actor. No, like, for real. Like, I'm a real actor. And I'm just like, uh, okay, why are you yelling at me about it? <laughs> <laughs> you I know? Mind you, that movie Just Friends and Anna Ferris's character is just like, I'm an artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, kind of like that. <laughs> I just, and, and I, I don't know. I just got really, I still, I still am kind of insecure about how people view me and Really? You I mean, care yeah. how people view, view you? I mean, yeah. The thing is, like, I, I care less about it now because I know I am on a decent path. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have things that prove that I'm doing the right thing. What makes you feel like you, you're you on the right path? Um, you're doing the right thing? Well, um, well, for one, my love for stand-up hasn't died. It's only grown. Yeah. Um, and then the amount of shows are getting, you know, higher. And then... Um, I love my managers, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be with them since I started, and then that kind of happened. It's amazing. Thanks. Um, family Guy just happened. I, I'm on Family Guy now. So Yeah, I saw you post about that. Oh, thanks. So what, what is that? I, I know. It's great. I mean, um, I mean, God, this sounds like I'm, I'm bragging. Um, I totally don't mean to this brag. Is a, well, I'd love to hear this because it's a part of your journey. I'd love to see how you got from doing like getting bullied and dropping out of school and doing this other path to where you are now where you feel like you're on a good path like what the precipice of, of that was and, and how that happened okay. so don't think of it as bragging okay cool yeah I, always, I I never want to sound like but <laughs> go ahead and flip your hair when you talk about some of it though that'll make you there we go boom I don't know if you guys heard that very <laughs> long hair but there was there was a waft that was pungent um I yeah it was it was crazy because I just remember my mom like the principal of my school was like don't don't let your daughter quit what are you like what kind of parent are you and then my mom just really believed in me luckily and she was like just work your ass off and don't disappoint me I'm like standing behind you and then you know I started I started acting and then I did music for a little bit and then uh stand-up came around and I met my friend Bobby who it was like one of his last stand-up shows he doesn't do it anymore and then it was one of my first but we for some reason stayed in touch and he did voices on Family Guy and Mm -hmm. I always went I would go to his house to record voiceover auditions because he has his own booth Mm -hmm. and uh and then after a few years of doing it and then I also write commercials um that's my day job I did not know that oh yeah it's just part time so much (laughs) it's just a part-time uh thing like two or three times a week I I work for an ad company and I write and produce commercials for them and then I also do the voiceover for those so um yeah it's it's crazy did you make up that business or was that like um there's so many questions I'm going (laughs) I can I can answer whatever um and I'll make it concise I it's not my business I got introduced to this guy who runs this ad company and he wanted like a funny writer and and I you know I kind of just fell into it and then the voiceover thing is something I was familiar with and it just happened so um I was kind of in the groove of that and then I would go to my friend Bobby's house to record more auditions and um and then he was like you know 
like you've gotten you've gotten better. Let me see if like I'll keep you in mind. Yeah. And I, I, he didn't say for what. Yeah. Or and then one morning, um, like at nine thirty in the morning, I just got a call. Like, can you can you come to Family Guy by ten? What? Yeah. Wait, at nine thirty in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Can you be your? Well, best luckily friend? you don't have to like get ready or whatever because it's. I didn't over. shower before I went in. <laughs> How could you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Where no in LA way. can you go from one place to another place at rush hour traffic time? I know. And half hour? I know. And somehow I made it was insane. Well, why would they do it so last minute? Because someone dropped out. <gasps> mm-hmm. How do you drop out of family? I have so many questions. I know. I know. Um, and then and then I was like, okay, maybe it'll just be a one-time thing, whatever. That's cool. I had a great time. Good experience. Good credit. And then. Um, and then today it just got confirmed for three more episodes. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. So what's your what character? <laughs> um, so it's part of a, a group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Some people call it Walla Group, Loop Group. And it's, oh, Walla Walla. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to Universal Studios when I was a kid and like we, we did, we like part of our tour was like to go like Walla Walla. Oh, really? In the background. That's when I was so a little funny. It's in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of like gibberish talking like mm-hmm. um, for ambient noise, like mm-hmm. exterior airport, interior airport. And then, um, and then you do, and like we do like punches and grunts and falls of each character. So Meg is my biggest, is the mm. one that I... Because it's the youngest. And, and you both dress alike. Yeah, we both wear <laughs> never take beanies off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. It's so true. And, uh, yeah, so so it's going to be Meg a lot. Um, and then also just group group stuff. And then and then on American Dad, I think it's a lot of Haley. Oh, you're on American Dad, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that whole family, huh? Yeah. That's amazing. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy thing. Kind of doesn't really... You're blowing up. I know. Um, I hope, you, you know, I get text bombers. I don't know how to turn this off. Um, I think you go. This is so yeah. ghetto. I'm it's sorry. fine. No, it's fine. Go like preferences or something. Okay. Or just mute right here. But then won't that mute us? No, I don't know. I shouldn't say anything. Oh, here we go. All right, play sound effects, right? Boom. Okay. Maybe I'll have to delete. I'll, I'll figure this All out. Right, I'll no actually worries. listen to this episode. Um. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad I'm glad you know what your own podcast is. <laughs> chill, bro? Okay. So tell me about that, the, uh, the journey from, like, how did it affect you, like, getting out of that hole of, being bullied, gaining all, you know, the weight and, and the after effects of that. Like, how did you get yourself out of that depressive state? Um, a big part of it was, well, I went through like a whole weed phase. That's how I was dealing with it for a while. Weed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just smoking like day and night um, for like two years. And that was really, that was like a big hole to get out of at, at one point. And I was even on antidepressants. I was like doing the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, I got to get off this shit. And, uh, and I was, like, 16 on this the stuff. The weed and the antidepressants. It was just, like, oh, yeah, I was, like, doing whatever to self-medicate. It was kind of a gnarly. It, it's weird to think about now because it's, like, so not who I am anymore. But um, I just found, like, natural, holistic mood enhancement things to supplement. So like I would, like... HTP or whatever. 5-HTP. Um, well, what I did was L-tryptophan and 5-HTP and then L-theanine is a really good one. So there, I just like did a bunch of research. I got really into yoga. And then the biggest thing 
I think, was changing my diet. Now, changing your diet, that's hard. It's hard. Especially it's the one no it's the one nobody wants to do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love my ice cream. I know. I get it. Like, that's my biggest self-medication. So how did you... Well, for one thing, there's amazing non-dairy ice cream. And, like, I I know. But have you tried it? Yeah, there's just Ben and Jerry's one that I get. But you don't like it? I love it. Oh, okay. But I just go through phases where, okay. like, one dessert is my favorite. And I change it. Got it. Yeah. I just noticed that it that it really just changed my mood. And I'm not, like, preaching or I think it's, like, whatever people want to do. Is so it. is this, do you went vegan? Yeah. And that helped? It changed everything. I wasn't, like, I would wake up in the mornings, like, heavy. I wasn't feeling good physically. Mm-hmm. I felt, like, gross and, like, clunky. I couldn't, I can't explain it, but it was just, like, everything felt, like, twice as hard as it should have. Mm. And then, and I was like, let me just see if I can change the shit. And then when I did, it just, like. So how long after you changed your diet did you feel? Immediately. Like, a matter of days. Really? Yep. All right, all right. I promise. <laughs> I wouldn't lie about it. I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a bunch of shit's hard when it's hard. Yeah. But, like, this is this was, like, a real thing. Okay. Yeah. I got to try that. I don't know. I, I don't didn't think do I've it. ever got off dairy before. That was the hardest one. Which I need to. My cholesterol's high, so. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I in L.A., it's just so easy to, to I don't know, substitute. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Traveling can be hard. Traveling. I'm already hard. kind of a particular eater because of um, having reflux, so like everything. Sometimes things get really hard to eat. Right. That cause a flare-up. Yeah. But, um, so it sounds like your diet, changing your diet, getting off the 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 drugs and stuff, self medicating that helped you get out of the thing that was in. Did you have any? But even with all that said and done, like. Sometimes when we have, I mean, and you know this, like when things happen, we internalize those things, the, the, the trauma, and we, we kind of take over for the exterior voices that we heard before. Like if someone's saying you suck, you're poor or whatever, we tend to like internalize that and say, I suck, I'm poor. Like, did you, what did you do in terms of changing your mindset? Uh, meditating was a big one because it just, it just makes me, I, I meditate every day for half hour with like no exceptions really yeah 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 like i cannot function the same without it that's like a huge thing because it just like quiets whatever mental chatter would have happened and like i'm still aware of things that are probably that are in my like blood basically my emotional blood you know that i might have forever but like I've, i've gone to therapy um so now i'm just more comfortable i think with just being uncomfortable if that makes sense it makes total sense. Yeah, because we're not going to be comfortable all the time. We're not supposed to. Yeah, and then, right, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, like, but but then, you know, there are just things that, like, you can surprise yourself with, and the, that gives me confidence now. Like, you know, the family guy room was really intimidating, and I'd never been in a yeah. room like that. And yeah. there were people who had been in that group for, like, ten years. And then I was just like, hey, were I'm, they like, welcoming? the new person. They were really nice, which helps a lot. But then I was just like, all right, like, I just got to, like, do, do my, do my best and just see and not, you know, like, what, what else can we do? And, like, you know, forgiving yourself for, for fucking up is huge also. Yeah. Because, God, I can be really hard on myself for making yeah. mistakes. It kind of seems almost to, like, things prepare us in our lives for, for other things to happen. And, you know, you going to that school where you're, you know, a fish out of water and then going to that acting school where you're a fish out of water. And then now, you know, like, being in this room 
where you're a fish out of water. It's like you're prepared for it because you've already been through it and you've been the, through the worst version of that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I still feel that way with comedy because I'm not in it one at one club or anything, you know? Like, I kind of feel like I go into clubs and I'm, like, the outsider. Oh. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, can, I mean, I, I could see that maybe, like, the comedy store or something. Everyone feels like an outsider, I think. They do? <laughs> Unless they they work there right. or they're, like, in or they're past You feel whatever. that way there? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You're like, I mean, there's this clique that I'm not a part of? Yeah. It's like, there's, like, these cool kids. Right. And I'm not a part of the, the right. kids right. that are, like, in the cool kids, they're always the kids with the credits. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, you could be in the game for a long time and, you know, not have those credits. But also, right. being in this as long as we have been, it's like, you know that your life can change really quickly mm-hmm. and, and then you could be a part of that crew where people treat you nicer right i know it's so it's messed up but i I definitely feel really self-conscious around there yeah yeah i think i mean it's it's a it's a tough place yeah it's it's really intimidating yeah but then you know it's kind of what we were saying like you do that and then can and then you get through it and then can anything else be yeah how much worse can something yeah exactly that's part of the reason i wanted to go there so much uh when when i started it was because i'm like if i can handle it here then i can handle it anywhere totally i don't know if that was like the smartest thing but i'm glad that i did you know that i was going there and showing up regularly and and, you know you can get spots there but um it's not i don't think every avenue is for everyone and it's funny too because like when you see people like you I wouldn't see you as being like self-conscious anywhere you just have like an air of like groundedness oh thanks about you so I wouldn't I wouldn't um well I think it's true both can be true because I do feel grounded and Mm -hmm. I but I do feel like an outsider yeah you know what I mean (laughs) like well I guess it's like you can have those feelings but like how you act on them and like how you let them affect you and it just seems like you're like "Mm." Maybe that's where the meditation comes in. You're like, I see it, but is it true? Maybe not. Yeah, totally. And then, and then the more you talk to people about it, the more you realize that everyone kind of feels that way. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, maybe I'm not really like missing out on. Something. I thought I was special by being yeah. feeling uh, in, insecure in this element. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, everyone does. You're like, well, what? Yeah, yeah. Especially comics. I oh, mean, yeah. we're the most insecure people ever. So it's like, you know, I noticed that it, that at any. I, I thought I thought getting credits would make me more comfortable, but it, ha- it, it hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, it, it it legitimizes me, but I'm not like more comfortable at the comedy store because of it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like that at all. So it's really it's just an internal thing. You keep well, like I mean, it's so cliche, but like we keep thinking that the solution is going to be when when this happens or when that blah, blah blah. But like, even if a bunch of people know you at the comedy store, you might still feel like an outsider. You yeah. might still be like, oh, I don't know who the fuck. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's always going to be something like no matter what level you're at, where you feel like you're not in, or you want to be better, or something like that. So having a a system for handling that before it happens is essential. Yeah, I think it's true. And I have like really heavy imposter syndrome. You have heavy imposter syndrome. Yeah, I think so. A little bit. There's some book I read. I, I don't think I finished about a lady who had imposter syndrome. You're an imposter reader. Imposter oh. reader. She was like a, um, like she had to put on one face during school, and then after school she was working and pro- helping provide for the family because some things happened at home, and then you know she she's African American, she's black, so she was going to this school, Damn, like both Ivy League school. And then yeah, African American and, and black. black. Damn, there is a difference. <laughs> That's you know? hard. Yeah, yeah. African, you're from Africa. Black, mm-hmm. you're you know. 
from Africa. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, big difference. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so uh, I, I I feel like hers kind of stemmed from like leading this double life where you know her friends didn't know she couldn't hang out because she's like I gotta work and pay these bills. Oh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then, she goes into school and she's trying to pretend like she's like a regular student and like crushing it with her grades as well. Did you have anything like that growing up where you um, feel like you had to play different roles? Uh, I mean, I, I I know I was pretending to be different people, you know, like I wanted to fit in with the rich kids at school. And then I went back to an apartment that, you know, my mom was really stressed about keeping. And How did how did you try to pretend to be rich? It was just like an accent. You're like, hello. Yes, yeah, British. I went, I went full on British. <laughs> hello. Oh, wait, yeah, that's yeah. not the rich British. That's no, the, that's not. It's a cockney. Yeah, yeah. You, you might you might want to be like, greetings, cheers. cheers. Is that what yeah, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Showed up, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I um, just just wanted to like relate. Leon, when I went to like people's huge houses I'd be like this is pretty cool whatever yeah yeah just like yeah my butler's got one of those too yeah it's cool it's whatever this is like the size my guest has it's pretty sweet so funny yeah yeah um and then and then I I think my standards for like you know jumping to comedy days my standards for good comedy is so high Mm. so and I've only been doing it like seven years so like I know that it's going to take a really long time to get to where I want to be and so that better you saying that right now yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I heard something about that. Like, when you go into a field, like, for with comedy, your standards are really high because you have really good taste, and then your taste doesn't match where you are. Yeah. So there's, like, a Your abilities are lower than your yeah. standards are. Yeah. But that all, that keeps changing and I think changing. it'll keep changing, too. Yeah. yeah. So that I wonder if Dave the... Chappelle's like, I'm so funny. I know. I, I wonder that, too, because I know he says... I know he talks about the fact that he thinks he's a genius on stage. Oh, he does. Oh, okay. Well, it kind of comes up as like a, a joke or whatever. But I always wonder. I'm like, do you though? He's also a guy. So that he's also a guy. Him. So guys have that innate, like, I don't know if I'm. Do they I'm all guys? Every single guy in the world. <laughs> I've talked to them. So I think it's really safe to say. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been a guy. There is something else I was going to ask you about that we were talking about on this tangent. Imposter syndrome. Rich. Oh, yeah. I, I can relate to that. I, I grew up in, I went to high school and junior high in an area where this is pretty affluent and I was not. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I talked about it, you know, I'd go to these houses and go big your houses. Like, you, you have that, that. That's part of what I love about your comedy is that you have this like fearless quality to you. Not even. But you see, but like, I'm not saying that's who you are, but right. you have, but you can be fearlessly fearful. <laughs> Does that make sense? Nah. No. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like you're just. Even when you're uncomfortable, you really own it. Even oh, yeah. even on stage, and, uh, and you, like you were you were nervous before the set. Oh, I had on to, Monday. Yeah, I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and you were like, and you were just telling me, and I was just like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's something I want to be more comfortable with being. You know what I mean? Like, I just want. I, I don't know. I just think it's I remember cool. some comics, like some OG comics, like years ago. I, I told this guy who's turned out to be a kook crazy person that everyone hates now but i remember saying like oh i get nervous or whatever and he was like i never get nervous like it was just almost it was so confrontational and it was so that's weird. someone who gets nervous a lot 
It was just so. Wait, I think he's a narcissist, so I think so. Maybe he didn't get nervous. If it's unless there's a condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he's lying. It's a personality disorder. I mean, so he yeah. Could have, like, unless he's Ted Bundy about it. Oh my god! Did you watch that? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I hate him so much. Yeah, he's pretty awful. <laughs> But they were treating him like he was so great. I know. Oh, I know. That was that disgusting. was really yeah. That was really odd. That judge was fucking crazy. I can't believe what he said. No. Have you guys watched the Ted Bundy tapes things on Netflix? Is it's that insane. a no? Why aren't you responding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. It's an. It was intense. Um, everyone's really mad that people are calling him hot. He's not even hot. He's not that hot, but also even he's if he were normal it? looking enough to where he could murder on the fly. Yeah, he's like aggressively average. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could definitely blend in anywhere. And he did. It just like by parting his hair and changing little things, yeah. it made a huge difference. Yeah, all the pictures look really different. It was amazing. Yeah. He's a good headshots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about this creep. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna take a little break and when we come back, I'm gonna talk to you about your writing process. Okay. Because you tell stories as well. A little bit. And you write commercials. Yeah. And you write stand-up. Yeah. And you probably write in a journal. Um, sometimes. Oh, I just wanted to hear you say yep a bunch of times in a row. Yep. All right. Uh, think when we come back, we're going to discuss all that. Thank you so much for listening to A Little Advice. Hi, guys, and thanks again for listening to A Little Advice Podcast. If you're having a good time, please rate, subscribe, share, and leave a little review. It'll help more people find the podcast, and maybe it'll help them in some way. If you'd like to see me do comedy in person, I'll be at Let's Comedy in Indianapolis this weekend on Friday and the Fort Wayne Comedy Club on Saturday. Come by and say hi. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And also, if you want to say hi, follow me on Instagram at at little. Let's be friends. And thank you so much for listening to A Little Advice. We are back, at least... Two minutes later. And um, with Zara Mizrahi, we're going to talk about her writing process. I mean, if you want to pick one, you do a lot. Which one? You're, let's talk about stand-up. Because okay. I've, I've seen you with a lot of variety in your stand-up. And you have these bits that are, like, really well thought out. Oh, like thanks. Your, um, you know, like your Dateline bits. Thank you. Yeah, I really like that. Um, what's your process of coming up with an idea and hashing it out? Um, it, sometimes, you know, it changes. Like I write, I write a lot of one-liners on Facebook and Twitter. And then, oh, okay. so sometimes like if something does really well on there, then I'm like, okay, that's a sign to like dig in more. I hear a lot of people, not a lot, but I've heard a few people who, who say something similar. I mean, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there, I, a tweet verbatim working on stage is really difficult, mm -hmm. I think. But, um, but you know, as far as an idea goes, I think it's really valuable. So you can feel like great. there's something in there. Yeah, I tried to make it a thing to do like a few of them a week. I try. I'm in a little bit of a dry spell right now. That's but, smart. Um, but I, I just think it's good to stay sharp that way. Do you have anything that helps, that feeds you in terms of coming up with the ideas? The sometimes I'll like look, yeah, I follow a bunch of comedians on Twitter. So sometimes I'll look and see what they're talking about or I'll, I'll look at like a joke format and be like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like I never would have thought to make that kind of thing a list, mm. you know, and be like, Oh, okay. Well I can make something else a list. Like what, 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 what else is like a funny idea that could be a list? 
Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I get nervous to do stuff like that because I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm copying, even though it's not copying. It's not copying, yeah. It's just, I think it's like a pride thing where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that if someone else is doing it or, which is silly because, you know, no, no, a list alone isn't, that's not stealing a a joke format. No. Stealing a joke format. I mean, you know what that is. It's stealing a joke. I mean, yeah. Or like, you know, you put, you compare two ideas that are the same. It's like, that's, that's fucking stealing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like no one, you can't copyright lists. Have you ever gotten anything stolen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had to deal with it. Whoa, yeah. that was loaded. What happened? Well, it was funny because so I just, I, I have this like saver line that I say when like a set's not going well. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying it since I started and I'm, I'm the only one I've ever heard talk about it. And then it was funny. It got, well, here's the thing. Like a few years ago, I didn't know how to handle that conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I came, so I, you know, I was just at dinner with my family and then I got like three different texts from people being like, this person said your line. And I was like, three then, different people. Yeah. They were all at the same Yeah. Show. Somehow. Yeah. And it was like, I was saying it enough where yeah. like, <laughs> it was like very clear. That I'm like really curious what the line is. You're like, I'm Zara Mizrahi. <laughs> <laughs> and they took my name. Yeah. <laughs> They're like wearing a beanie. That's so funny. Well, you know, I, I I handled it wrong the first time. Like when they when they when they took it, or when it were when I heard that this person said it, I went way offensive, and I wrote a polite note. It wasn't like a mean note, but I wasn't. I didn't come at it like, hey, just so you know, I've been saying that. Like I just full on assumed that they that she took it. Oh God, yeah. And like, you know, maybe she did, or maybe she didn't. You know what I mean? And like, that's not fair of me to to assume but because i was really possessive of my jokes a few years ago because i didn't have as much confidence as i do mm. now i got i got really i got really territorial about it yeah and i was like and again most it wasn't, comedians do yeah i, I want to say that there's yeah. been like whole shows uh, you know centered around calling people out about it like it's a huge huge like thing yeah it feels like shit yeah and and you don't want and you don't want someone to think that they wrote it. That's not fair. Yeah. Um, so again, it wasn't mean, but I was like, I kindly have to ask that you stop using it, which for me is like aggressive because it, I got, I got texts, uh, like a couple weeks ago that someone else had taken it. And I know this person had seen me say it. And, um, was it a guy or a girl? A girl. Another girl? Yes. And, um, and so, but this time I approached it way different. Like I took way longer to reach out. I was like, let me just make sure I do this in like a, in like a fair way. Were you friends with this person? We're casually friends. Okay. Um, like we definitely say hi, hug when we see each other and, um. It's hard to have like real friends in stand up. There's like people that you're like, I enjoy being around you. I'll see you in three years on the next (laughs) But it's like, I I find that I really don't know, know anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never, yeah. Because you're like, you know, what's real? Like, you know, do I, am I friends with you based on your act? Am I friends with you based on you? Like what, where does one start and another begins? It is a little weird. Um, but this time I took a little while to reach out to her and when I did, I, I like the way I handled it this time. Cause I was just like, I'm not accusing you of anything. And you know, please leave that. Use it again. I'll cut your <laughs> It was nothing like that. Uh, okay. Hilarious. You went full on Godfather. With it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it'd just be funny. Cause you're like, I really like the way I handled that. 
Uh, sorry yeah, yeah, to yeah. I like the way I handle it, mostly because she's dead now. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wasn't antagonistic about it because no one deserves that. And um, you know, as far as I know, maybe maybe she came thought she came up with it on her own, and I've done that where I thought that I genuinely came up with something and I didn't. Mm. So I just wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, and um, and luckily she was really cool about it, and it went way better this time. Like I wish I had done that a few years so ago. So what what did she what did you say what did she say, and how did the other girl handle it a few years ago? Um, luckily, the other girl a few years ago handled it really nicely too. She was like, "If you want to talk about it, please." Like, but I've I've been doing a version of that since. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. And so she was defending it. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but I have no reason to assume it's not. Mm-hmm. But I, I got really, like, uh, like tunnel vision about it. Right. You know, which is not fair. Well, it's also hard, too, when people are texting you and they're like, look, you know, this person did that. Yeah, it like, freaks me out. Yeah. And I was scary. like, she can't do that again. And so, you know, but, like, and it sucks because now maybe I don't, I don't know. Like, now it's awkward with us. Like, when I see her around, it's weird. And it's like, why couldn't I have just handled that cooler? Yeah. You know? And, and now it's not going to be cool with... It's not going to be weird with this other girl. It'll be totally cool because it was handled differently. What, what did you say to the, the most recent one? I was just like, hey, this is awkward. But, um, like, I, you know, I got some text that you had said this line at the show. And um, I just want you to know that I've been saying that for a long time. And, um, as like, if people hear it, they're going to they're going to think it's mine. So I, I just, I'm also looking out for you. Like, I don't want people to think that you took it either. Mm. And, um, and I was like, if you want to talk about it, like I'm totally open to it. I'm not accusing you of anything and blah, blah. blah. I just wanted to give you the heads up. And if you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation. And I think that's like a better way to go about it. Um, and then, and luckily she called me and was really responsive and was like, please tell me like where someone's, and I was like, I'm not going to like put, my my that's friends kind on of blast. An awkward. It was weird. I was like, it's look, not, it it's really... not saying it's not a response. It's like, hey, I'm sorry, or like, yeah, I did it, or I didn't. It was like, who told on me? Like, she, yeah, she didn't. She didn't confirm or deny, but she was like, I don't remember doing that at all. Um, I'll I'll make sure to never do it again. Yeah. So like, she was responsive without, you know, she said she doesn't remember. So. I mean, whatever, it's, it's, you know. That's She'll remember now. <laughs> yeah, now she will. After you break her legs. After she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, luckily she was very responsive. Like, you know, it could have gone another way. Yeah. So that's nice, at least. Like, I definitely want to give her credit for that. But it's, it's awkward. It's like, I don't know. But, but part of this whole thing is just, I don't know. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, I've been through a lot. And people have been really mean to me. And you go through a lot of pain. And I just never want anyone else to to feel that way. So it's like, I want as much of my own life to be as like understanding, compassionate and like benefit of the dowdy as possible. Well, that's interesting because some people go the other way Yeah, where they're like, I was hurt. I had to pay my dues and I had to figure this out. And so I don't care. I'm going to, now it's my turn. I'm in the position of power. Now I'm going to hurt. So what is the difference? Like what made you go this way and not the other way? I mean, it's just, what, what does perpetuating it do? Like, well, you know, I, I've been deceptive with people. Like, I've, I went through a little period where I was scared to be honest with people. And I've, you know, made mistakes in relationships and been caught being dishonest. And, like, because I wanted to, like, put on a thing of, like, I'm this person. And I, you know what I mean? And I wasn't being honest. And then, you know, you see the damage that does when you hurt somebody. It's fucking awful. Like, if you hurt someone, it really feels like shit. And I'm, and I'm not just, I'm not saying that, like, you know, 
to be like preachy. It's just like it really feels bad. It's like when you eat bad food, you feel bad. Mm. And when you do bad stuff, you feel bad. You know, like it just doesn't, you know, and especially like with we're we're all suffering on some level, right? Like mm-hmm. humans are just trying to do the best they can. So it's like I'm trying to do the best. They're trying to do the best. Like let's just work together and like see if there's a way to move this forward better. It's just yeah. being mean just really keeps things stagnant or pushes them back. And yeah. it's like that's just not the kind of life I want to live. I want to like move forward and grow and just like be cool with people. Yeah. It's just and you don't want to feel like crap. And I don't want to feel like shit. And I feel better when I'm nice to people. So yeah. in a way it's more selfish. Yeah. You know, just like be cool. And then like, I notice that I just feel so much better. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's go back to your, to your writing. So you tweeted out, did you, did you have you ever had any tweets stolen or anything by like the fat Jewish? Yeah. What? Oh, not by the fat Jewish. Or... No, no, no. But I've seen people post my stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the internet, which sucks, right? Yeah. Have you had that happen? Not that I'm aware of. I don't right. think I'm saying anything like, uh, <laughs> my, you know, like, yeah, it's tough. Steel worthy. But that's but that's what happens when you put yourself out there enough, and then it's like, all right, you have to open yourself up to that possibility. You open yourself up to it, and it's a growing opportunity on your part. Like, how am I going to handle this? Yeah. Did you approach those people as well, or whoever? No, that one yeah. I let go because it's the internet, and I can prove the timestamp. You know, like if it ever happened where the confrontation was going to go down, I, I have mine to prove it. Wow, it's like a legal thing, huh? Well, almost. You know, yeah. if someone if someone posts something after you, there's no way. Like, there's there's no way they're gonna. And then if not, people are gonna forget they wrote that anyway. It's not like they're getting jobs off one tweet. So you know. maybe, yeah. I mean. Well, if they're if it's like a habit of theirs to do that, right? sure. But eventually, you're gonna have to like. Let's just say they got a, a job, like a, a job in some room. Then they have to go to the room. And they have to deliver every day. They yeah, can't, they like, just bring someone's tweets. Into they're the going room. to be stealing a lot more. I yeah, mean, and you can't get away with it for that long. Yeah, you know. So it, people really like dig dig their own holes. But I noticed like recently with my writing. Um, to to answer your question, and I, and I want to hear about yours too, actually. Really? Yeah, I re- I genuinely do. Um, that, um, I wanted to get more personal with my stuff. I noticed, like, the the first several years I did stand-up, um, I was going really observational, because it's, for me, easier. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, it's just easier. Yeah. You're looking outside for something funny, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna grab that, and, like, pull it, you pull it into my stand-up, and then now I'm trying to go more, like, inside out, Mm -hmm. if I can, and there are a lot of new experiences in my life that I've never been open about before, like Mm. my relationship, and my fears about it, and, um, my, my discomfort with being close, like, this close to somebody, I've never been. What does he say when he hears you do those jokes? He thinks it's, he thinks it's awesome. When he met me, I wasn't doing any of that stuff, obviously, you know? He's supportive. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great. He's like, talk about whatever you want. I always ask him, I'm like, does this cross the line? Like, tell me if you, he's he always says no. So, I mean, he's cool, but, um, I'm definitely trying to like respect his privacy also. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm just trying to be like hyper conscious of, of all the, all the things I'm feeling good or bad. You know, I notice I'm self-conscious in my house. Mm-hmm. Because there's someone there. So, yeah. Okay. Like what? So what? There, there's funny stuff in there. Like what are you? What are you doing yeah. to deal with how self-conscious you are? Like that's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. in your own fucking house. That's a great way. I've never thought of it like that. Like here's your feeling because I know how I might feel about things. But then there's that other element of like how are you reacting to it? How are you trying to deal with it? 
I wouldn't have thought to think of the humor in that way. Oh, really? So when you when I hear about people's writing processes, that's what I I'm trying to hear is like, what do you what do you think? Like, what do you what mentally do you go through to to come up with stuff? Mm-hmm. So that's a very that's very interesting. Yeah, totally. I mean, how do you write? Um, I. You know what? I think most of the time it's like me hanging out with someone that I can clown with and then it just naturally comes up on the fly. Okay. Um, and then they'll be like, write that down or I'll be like, oh, there's something there and I'll write it down and then put it in my set. I'm trying to think of the, the newest jokes I have. Oh, yeah, that kind of just came. Yeah, that was just me saying that. The you Coke know? thing? Well, the, um, I don't know where the Coke thing comes from. The Coke I think thing was, was hilarious. Just like that was so funny that was so good you have such good one-line things you you said something oh about saying bye to samantha oh uh, yeah. like we couldn't find her and you needed to leave and you were oh. like if you see sam can you tell oh, her that's from friends oh it that is from friends oh yeah, that's funny yeah. okay okay well uh you said something else when we grabbed coffee that day oh my god, god when was that like two years ago it's probably like yeah She's a year or two ago, we probably. We supposed to be best friends. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> this can be our reunion. Wait, I'm trying to think. You said something fucking hilarious. You said something like, and I'm... You're like, and me, I'm fat. And I was like, what? You're like, I said, I'm fat. And I'm like, no, that wasn't asking. It's legitimate. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Was that like, is so funny. <laughs> I said, I'm fat. <laughs> That was fucking hilarious. I started dying. You have really good moments. I think I'm good on the fly, like yeah. with wit and stuff like that. So to sit down and try to write is very challenging for me. Makes sense. And but it doesn't I'll matter come... how you do it. Yeah. It just matters that you do it. And every time I see you, there's new stuff. So I just wish that I could flush it out more because there are like these like little one-liner things that come. And, and sometimes I'll say something new on stage I haven't said before. But that comes on the fly from being in that energy and feeling comfortable or whatever. Do you not record your sets? I do record my oh, okay. sets. Yeah, so I'll write. The, I mean, I'll use the last line that I came up with at the mm-hmm. wherever at Mickey's. I'll, I'll incorporate that into my set. But um, yeah, it's great. But just like the concept in general, that's what I want. Because I notice my stand-up tends to go in a few different categories: family, love, and relationships, and work stuff, mm-hmm. and then like some miscellaneous, like the home stuff. Which yeah. which I would probably classify as like insecure stuff, even mm-hmm. though that bit doesn't seem like I'm being insecure. It really that's what it's all about. Yeah, the emotional stuff that ties it together. Yeah, across genres. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I try to have like a a through line, and and that determines sometimes what I how I even reshape something. Mm-hmm. It's like I want to do this observational joke. It's like, well, how can I put that in my set? What would make sense? Well, I could change it to this and use it as more of a specific observation for this specific situation that I'm already talking about. Totally. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. I, I, I love it. You're, I mean, I told you this the other night, but, like, your turns of phrase are so funny. I even, like, um, like how you said, I tried it. I tried waitressing once for seven and a half years. Yeah. That's so funny. Like, that's a joke, like, from The Office that they would have. Uh, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, that type of joke. Like, yeah. yeah, changing the way a sent like, the smallest thing in a sentence, and it makes this, like, giant difference. Yeah. It's really funny. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, with stand-up, I just, I guess I just try to take the, now I'm trying to get more and more personal, I noticed that. Yeah. I was just, you know, for a while, I was just trying to fit in, so I was like, observational stuff, that relates to everybody, and then I was like, actually, you know, I want to be more honest, because, because 
it's just the path I'm on and it's just like this honesty thing. So I was like, all right, let me see. I'm just going to be more personal and more honest about stuff that I'm usually shy about sharing. Yeah. And then I noticed that that's actually more relatable. It is relatable. Even and more than like the more stuff. And a more of an emotion, because you're connecting with people like on an emotional level versus just like, yeah, I noticed that too. But you can still do that with both. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I tend to, part of the reason I like to talk about personal stuff is like, because that thing I always heard of like, you know, no one can take it because it's your experience. It's so true. It's a hundred percent true. And you notice that actually experiences that you think are unique to you actually aren't. Yeah. Like everyone. Like how that. you feel about it. And it's almost like a journal too of your life. It's like, oh, when I wrote this joke, I was going through this breakup. And then when I did this, this was happening. It's and really then, cool. Yeah. So it's like you have these like little, I have a terrible memory, so you have these, like, little, like, pockets of your life that you can remember through the jokes you were telling during that time period. I mean, yeah, it, like, solidifies, it solidifies memories, yeah. for sure. And then it's funny when, like, jokes don't apply anymore. So yeah, you, you don't want to do them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I quit. There's some stuff that I used to do all the time that you just randomly quit doing, and yeah. you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Uh-huh. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so tell me about, like, when you're writing commercials. That, that's got to be a different process versus writing jokes. Yeah, um, so so that depends on the goal of the client, and most of the clients at the ad company I work at um, are automotive clients, so we have a lot of dealerships, but then we also have law enforcement, like I work for the FBI. And, wow. Yeah, so that Did was Did they crazy. have to clear you for that? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which luckily it was not a problem. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. Oh, man. But that was funny because we were all getting cleared because we had to go up to the branch, which oh. was the San Francisco branch, um, and... Was, Why didn't they just come to you? Uh, well, we had to go there to shoot stuff. Oh, okay. So, because that was the team we were working with. So, it was really funny, though, because we... <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this, but fuck it. Um, there was someone on our team who, like, we all had to submit our social security numbers and all that stuff. And then, like, within five minutes that my boss submitted all of our information, we got a call from one someone on our crew. It was like, do we get cleared? And he's like, I don't know yet. Like, why? And he's like, listen, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know you're that's in how we found story. out. I know. So that's how we find out he's like been arrested twice Listen and all this shit. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things in the world. I was dying. So did he get cleared? He got cleared because they were looking for terrorism. They weren't oh. looking for like, yeah. Oh my god. I know, but that was really funny. So yeah, so so our goals when we write commercials depend on depend on the client. So obviously with car stuff. They want to sell cars, and some are just really straightforward car commercials. Like when I write for Toyota, those are just pretty straightforward. But then our biggest client is. Are those like the big, like when like they're driving, and then like it's well, or ours are, are local, local dealerships. Ours so are it's local. like uh, go see cow, go see cow. Yeah, I mean, hopefully see. better, but <laughs> then the, then the I mean, one of my favorites is I say that like yes, Cerritos on a car. Oh yeah, 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 and I just bought a car from there. Oh, congrats. Thanks. That's fun. I don't have it yet, but yeah, Cerritos, but it works. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And keys, 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 keys on on Van Nuys. Like, we all know it. Yeah, why'd you go to Cerritos? You live right by keys, 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 keys on Van Nuys. Because I was getting help from um, my team that Uh, lives in that area, so. uh Your team? (laughs) My team. Your employees? No. Your servants? My lover and his dad. I know, I was trying to get the benefit of the doubt. Your 1099ers? <laughs> my, ten, my independent, co- my contractors yeah, are yeah, down yeah. there. No, I get it. I understand. I am well, gonna, that's awesome. I'm going to take them out What'd to What did you lunch. get? I got a Kirio. Cool. Dude. Yeah, I'm awesome. excited. I'm, I'll be more excited. 
I'm saving my excitement for when I have the car in Yeah, there. so that's great. Yeah, There's thanks. nothing like, yeah, new cars were really fun. Can't wait to smell it. I know, then... that's the best. And you're like, I'm just going to take the scenic way home, and then you, like, drive through Arizona. And then you <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just excited to have Bluetooth. It's just, like, all this stuff that oh, I haven't. Man. I mean, my car right now is a 2006, oh, so shit. it doesn't have any of that cool stuff. Oh, my so God, I'm very cool. Excited that's going to be a huge jump. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, and then sometimes, like, the way I like to write commercials, and it's actually, now that I'm thinking about it, kind of similar to what I do with, um, stand up is the best ads are the ones that provoke an emotional response, right? right? So, um, so what I try to do is like reverse engineer that. So if when we're around the holidays, it's like okay, like gratitude, love, uh, and family. Like those are the categories, right? So, so I'm like, okay, what's like a nice way to move backwards from that, and then have that be the goal, you know? Mm-hmm. And then. And then it depends on the brand, too. I'm trying to think of, like, a specific thing that I can pull. So, like, I write for Porsche sometimes because Rustneck Auto Group, um, you might have seen those, like, silvery plates that say Rustneck on them, whatever. They have, like, several brands under their umbrella, so uh, we write for Porsche sometimes or whatever, and then Porsche's brand is, like, really fast and expensive and good. So, like, if you have a hook, like, live at, like, live at the speed you want, mm. then that's, like, perfect you know what mm-hmm. I mean but it so then uh, if I have a hook like that then I'll be like oh cool and then I'll like write up something like that which we did or but like that wouldn't fit for Toyota you know Toyota so that is a like, hook that you had on stock or is that a hook you came up with no I came up with it I was gonna say how why did you have that on stock um I'm like trying to think of like specific examples so so, so you had that that hook and then you make a scenario around that yeah um yeah so we write we write 30s 45s and 60s depending on you know where it's going to be. 30 second, 45 yes. second, 60 second. Yes, thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and then each length is different for like Spotify, Pandora, and then like AM, FM radio. Nice. And then, and then depending on how long we have, you know, maybe we'll put in an offer, maybe not, but I'll just try to come up with like some sort of emotional thing, like something that would make someone feel something and then try to write around that. Like, that's why we... Like want to share the blah, blah blah like a birthday or like a yeah a holiday anything like that like kids going Mark back to stuff. school yeah kids coming out of school they're I mean obviously that's pretty creative yeah yeah it's interesting I have like a file on my phone of like possible hooks and you know you things. just write down you're like oh this would be a good hook for yeah yeah uh huh I'll be like the good news is blah blah, blah. the bad news you know, we have way too many cars to choose from, mm. you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, that's perfect for, yeah. So, so I just try you're kind to of always, always, be in the, always working sort of, yeah. Always looking for inspiration. Yeah. I guess it, I, I like, I like writing a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me, it makes me feel like what I'm doing is sustainable. Like it's going to live on. Well, yeah. Like, you know, cause for me when I was only acting, it sort of felt like I was just acting when I would act and that was it. But like when I'm writing, it's like, it's kind of an ongoing thing all the time. And then I noticed the people with like the most long lasting careers are writers. Wow. So I was like, this is what, I just want to be a writer. Yeah. You know? And you get to choose what you talk about mm-hmm. and like be more creative and try different things. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I got lucky with, with that day job. Yeah. Um, cause it's creative, but yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty great day job. Thanks. They're a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. It's definitely it's definitely ideal. My boss is super cool, supportive of like stand up if I have a show. He's like, get out of here. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's it's amazing. Like, if we've done everything. Like, you, oh, so you go into an office. You don't work remotely. Uh, sometimes I go in. Sometimes tomorrow I'm working remote. 
But nice. yesterday I was in there. Yeah, and then we shoot the commercials. So it's like I'll write something and then we shoot them. That's so, so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's it's so really fun. I'd love to see some of your commercials. Yeah. Do I you have them on your website or anything? Uh, no, and I probably should. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I can I can definitely it. like play you. I do like the speed reads at the end. Like yeah. they're really fast. Ah, yeah. you're one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, funny. voiceover just became like a really big part of what I what I, you know, do. It's really odd. Like I wasn't expecting. So you were doing, but you were doing voiceover before you got this job. Uh, no? not uh, oh maybe a little bit, but not that much. I mean, now you're like proficient. Like you're yeah. Now it's like you know, now it's part. It's like my half my salary. That's amazing. Yeah. Now because of the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Before it was just part of my day job, but now with the extra stuff, it's like. With animation, once it crossed over into that, then it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully it lives. We'll see. Do you feel like your mindset had anything to do with, like, these opportunities coming to you? Yeah, 100%. Tell me about that. Um, I, I wasn't secure and comfortable in my personal life for so many years, and I was in a relationship that I really wanted to, it to work, but it just wasn't right. And so um, I think that had, like, a bit of big effect on just my mental peace and then and then as soon as I what I'm just thinking it's just making me think so you you were in a relationship that you, you I mean that's part to, of it I'm yeah. not gonna blame everything on that. no of course not but just just having that like imbalance in your life and I and I'm just curious on like what that what that looked like and well just I wasn't happy with a lot of my choices Right. Um, so I felt bad about that and it would take up space. And then, mm-hmm. and then a lot, you know, I was in my early twenties and I made mistakes like we all do and, or yeah, early to mid. And then, but then also it just wasn't the right fit. So, it, you know, and I, I, he's an amazing person, like I'll respect him forever, but like mm-hmm. it just wasn't the right fit. So it's like, yeah, I was, but I was feeling bad about that. Like I was feeling guilty that it wasn't working. And, mm. so, and then, and then I just felt bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And so then I would go to shows feeling kind of not great about myself, like hoping that I could fool everybody into thinking that I was like comfortable and confident. And like, that's terrible. That'll like just chip away your self-esteem every day. And it's so like death by a thousand cuts. It seriously is. It's, it's, and I didn't really realize that how much falls into place when you feel like you're good. So how did you know that that had shifted for you? Like when it was like officially unhealthy? What, no, when you, when you got out of it, like wh- how, what were like some of the signs and you know, you have these things come into your life. Like, wh- how did you know? I mean, I guess this is a silly question, but sometimes you don't know when you're in a shitty place. Oh, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. And I literally didn't know how bad it was until I, not just when I left it, but when I found a relationship that I really believe in, mm. you know, because I'm like, oh, this is what people talk about when they say you have to be in this kind of relationship. What's the difference? What was the difference for you? I mean, between the two? I just not to bash the other guy. No, not at all. Know, not yeah. at all. Um, it just the, you know, me, me and my, my boyfriend now are just like, we're just in sync. Like we value the same things. So if I'm like, if I'm like, I want to go, you know, let me, I'm just going to chat with this person for a little after a show. It feels like the right thing to do. I'll be like, yeah, cool. Like do it, you know? Or, um, Whereas, like, the old relationship that you I think it might have been a problem, yeah. And, um, like, you know? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah. It, it was like I was constantly worried about how he would feel and what he would do. And, again, like, those are his values and they're just as right as mine. They're, right. You know? Like, maybe that's right for him. Yeah. And he'll find someone who agrees. And that's mm-hmm. great. For me, I, I want to be, be trusted. 
you know? Like, but, you know, maybe I also did things to make him not trust me. That's possible, too. Like, you know, I was... It's, it's a hard thing. I don't know where one problem stops and another begins. But I just know that I would never um, be dishonest with my dude now. So he, he definitely, like, trusts me when I if I don't respond for a little while. Because I'm, like, right. I'm doing something. Right. Work or whatever. And then, um, and then yeah, I think, I, I think he just really... He just makes me want to be more honest. He'll be like, you should talk more about that. Like, I have this new bit about, like, how how girls put, like, their loose hair on the... Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> about that today and yesterday. Yeah, I love that. I was, thanks. like, nodding my head when you're, I'm like, yes, you put it. You don't want to clog the drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I hate it when people don't do that. Right. When you clog the drain, no one wants to stand in water. Totally. And then yeah. you have to, like, dig out the fucking hair from it's the... disgusting. Yeah. And peeing in there. And... Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, for example... You take shits in there. <laughs> I mean, uh, we all do. We all do. I, so I should talk about that. Yeah. I mean, who shits in the shower? <laughs> you know, ladies, when you're taking a crap in the shower, right? <laughs> so, so like, there, there are just things that I'm like, like, I'm not concerned about hiding parts of myself in this relationship, and I definitely was in my last one. Mm. So it just makes me want to be more. Like, I don't. I really don't believe anymore that you can comp- compartmentalize your life. How you do one thing is, I really believe, how you do everything. I really believe that now that I've lived that. So it's like, now that I'm like honest with him, he's like pushing me to be honest in ways I wasn't even aware of. Like, talk about the shower thing. Talk about the fucking hair thing. That's hilarious. I was like, are you sure? And then I said it once and people started like catching on and I was like, oh my God, this is great. You know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So it kind of seems like when you take, you got rid of some things that were imbalanced in your life, like it just kind of made room for things that were working in that thus attracted more goodness. I mean, yeah, if you're not, honestly, like it's really scary to be honest. It's really scary, you know? And I definitely had a lying problem in my early twenties because I was so afraid. That seems like such a recurring theme for you. Is this like how, like the honesty thing, the the people's perception of you and like having to put on a certain, um, front for, it's exhausting and it's, it's terrible. I mean, like, I understand why I did it, but I don't know how I did it. You know, yeah. I was, it's like, you have to put up this front all the time and it's just like, for what, dude? Like for what? But that's, you know, you grow out of it. Like at a certain point, you're just like tired of working that hard for nothing. Yeah. For free. <laughs> if someone was paying me to be but a dishonest there, person, the thing then great. Is, like but... there's always going to be people who don't like you, even if you're And amazing. that's true too. So it's like, and that's true too. So it's like, be yourself and then people... Like, you, you, you at least don't have the stress of, of faking it anymore on top of it because people already didn't like you when you were faking it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no really way around that. Yeah. Okay, well, where can uh Thank you. Yeah, thank for you sharing for having me. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram's probably best. Um, Zara, Z-A-R-A, Mizrahi, M-I-Z-R-A-H-I. Zara Mizrahi on Instagram. I love, yeah, you got a great Instagram. She's very photogenic. Oh, God, thank you. (laughs) Very cool pictures. I love it. Dude, same with you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And and thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at the X Teen Little. And thank you guys so much for listening to A Little Advice. Oh, and please share.